Hey everybody, C-Note here, and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like Thanos, destroying at least 50% of the, the competition. Uh, I screwed that up again. <laughs> You'll hear at the beginning of this interview, I screw up my joke, which is fine. We just keep going because I was recording with other people and whatever, it's fine. But, uh, you know, whatever. I, I, I do one take and we'll see what happens. Sometimes we get a good joke, sometimes we don't. That's just what happens. I don't know, whatever. Uh, today on the show, I'm talking to Abigail Pumphrey and... Emily Williams of Think Creative Collective, two amazing women who have started an incredible business to help women build businesses. And they have done so much to provide information and insight and the ability for women and some dudes to build businesses from the ground up. They have made so many people so much money and they've made money for themselves and they have an amazing community and have done so many things. And they are also the hosts of this uh, upcoming summit that's sponsored by Dubsado, the Boss Project Summit, which we'll have a link for it in the description. And we talk about it a little bit on the show. So, um, you know, it's a really great conversation. We talk about all sorts of mindset stuff, a little bit of mental health stuff, you know, being willing to talk about certain things and not having to talk about every little thing is also important. And, um, you know, basically being in charge of our own happiness is what we kind of end up getting to. And, uh, it's just a fun conversation. We, there's lots of laughs, lots of good times. And, um, we really get on a roll towards the end there. I wish we could have talked for so much longer, but, uh, you know, Business keeps businessing and we got to do things. So hopefully we'll have them on the show again in the future, but this was a lot of fun. So uh, join us. If you are fans of Abigail and Emily, you will absolutely love this episode. So um, join me on dopamine. Let's hit the button, hit, listen to that rat out outro, intro and intro. Jesus. I can't think today. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and do the thing. <sighs> Drums, please. <laughs> All right, everyone, C-Note here, and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like Thanos, destroying the competition half half of the population at a time. Today on the show, I have Abigail Humphrey and Emily Williams with me uh, from Think Creative Collective, who are absolutely amazing. Say hello to the people. Hello, people. Hello, peoples. Oh, so excited to have you guys on. This is something I've been waiting for for a long time. I don't get nervous with a lot of guests, but I'm nervous with you guys because you guys are awesome. Ah. You do a lot of rad stuff. Uh, so I guess we'll start with that. Like, what do you guys do? And tell us a little bit about your story. Well, we started as an online business that didn't know what they were doing at <laughs> all. <laughs> and we had actually a online branding and marketing company that decided that we wanted to fire all our clients and instead mm -hmm. teach you guys how to run profitable and sustainable businesses online. So for the past three years, Emily and I have taught thousands of mostly women, but the occasional dude, uh, mm -hmm. small business owners from all over the world, how to grow and market a business online. Fantastic. And you mentioned that part of that is, well, a major part of that. And I've heard from, from Molly, who is, who introduced me to you guys, that, um, your focus has been, uh, in, involving getting women out into the entre entrepreneurial space and you have kind of a bigger, grander vision. Uh, can you guys speak to that a little bit? 
Yeah, we both come from families of um, moms who kind of kick ass and Mm -hmm. who really put a lot of their own hopes and dreams and abilities to side, whether it be to raise us or to take care of their own mental health. Um, And we kind of felt from the very beginning that a little bit of this is homage to them and all Mm -hmm. of their hard work and their sacrifices where we really wanted to create a space for people, whether they had an amazing support system like we did or no formal education or kids at home or no time or whatever it is, uh, to find a space for them to be confident in their skills and in the like foundation of their business so they can actually be happy and make money doing what they love. Um, I personally grew up with my mom who had a house cleaning business, her and my Nana. Mm -hmm. And it was always something that she literally started so she could pick me up from school and drop me off at school and save money on after daycare and get paid cash so she could, you know, make, more money and, you know, uh, fault the system a little bit, but it, it, it was a career that was built out of necessity, not necessarily out of a passion. And so we kind of wanted to merge both of those, whether you're in this business because you can't work a formal job for whatever reason that may be. Um, we wanted to create a space where you could learn and and kick ass online and, and actually make money. And I'm sure part of that too is, and you could tell me if I'm wrong here, but part of that is like reclaiming a sense of identity for mothers as well, because yes. it's, it's, you know, there's such a um, stigma out there about moms. When you have kids, you kind of lose your identity. You just, mm-hmm. you're just a mom now. You're, mm-hmm. you're expendable. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure part of that is well, helping. Yeah, I think helping that's part of it, it but mm. I, I would say maybe a bigger part of it is just having women in general make it a larger impact on the economy. And Emily and I have done a lot of research into what female run businesses are doing. Mm -hmm. And it is shocking and devastating how little they're impacting the economy, both in the U S and worldwide. And when I say that it's, it's not because they're not amazing. It, a lot of it has to do with opportunity. Um, but some of it just has to do with distraction and life and all the other things they're juggling and they're, they don't even realize the potential they have within them. Um, Mm -hmm. and so we're trying to give that ownership back to them a little bit and help women grow bigger businesses, hire more people, create more jobs improve the economy in the process and Mm -hmm. it's it's big and it's somewhat untouchable from like a standpoint of it's a little bit hard to measure right (laughs) Um, right. but if we don't have that vision in place it it feels a little frivolous at times like oh we're just helping stay-at-home moms make make a paycheck well i'm not a mom but i am Mm -hmm. a woman who wants to do big things so Well, and, and in the traditional sense, like, so we were in business for two years with, within our own company and our own businesses a couple years prior to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but for, so four or five years, I personally was in business before becoming a mother. Mm-hmm. And I truly felt even prior to having my daughter that mm-hmm. this space 
as maybe crowded as it seems to people who are in this industry is oftentimes ignored. And the type of businesses that especially women are starting aren't typically backed with funding or venture capitalists or appearing on Shark Tank. Like there's a couple that stick out that we all know and love, but that Mm. that's rare. The type of businesses that are starting, whether out of necessity because of mental health, because they were laid off, because there's three kids and it's cheaper to stay at home than put them in, in childcare, whatever it is. Is, whatever that actual necessity is. Mine, for instance, was I couldn't get a quote real job after college. And so I had to start my own thing. There mm-hmm. are so many people our age and older who are finding themselves in those circumstances. And the types of businesses that you start, especially out of necessity, aren't the kind typically that are going to be handed over with $100,000 backing or multi-millions of dollars of backing. And so what can we do to provide resources to make sure that you actually learn how to market that business and Mm -hmm. take pictures of your stuff and find community and network. And uh, what do you say on social or what do you, how do you write an email? I feel like all of these resources are still relatively new for smaller businesses. And so if we can stick around and provide any insight that's worked for us or our own businesses or our students business, like that's, that's what we're going to do. That's so fantastic. I'm so hyped just hearing all of that. That's so great. <laughs> and, you know, the thing that stuck out to me is the the have to portion of it, you know, because mm-hmm. that's something that's a part of my personal journey as well is the fact that I feel like I have to do this because I just don't feel like I'm well, not feel like I know I'm qualified for plenty of jobs, but there are a lot of superficial mm-hmm. things that get in the way from being hired at a job. And ultimately, like, I personally don't want to have a boss. And then there are other people who also have, like, I guess some would call it the superficial reason of generally just not wanting to have a boss and wanting to be their own boss, right? Like, we've got too many elements in our lives that are trying to control us all of the time. Sometimes it's our immediate family members, sometimes it's Mm -hmm. our spouses. And to tack on our boss when we see them a whole bunch of the day, uh, it's just, we, I don't know. I think we're just trying to regain a sense of control, which is why I think entrepreneurship is like the thing these days. I mean, it's been that way for a long time, but in more of the public eye, it's been the thing. Um, and, and essentially what I'm trying to lead to is, you know, I I know you guys have, um, you briefly mentioned to me that you wanted to bring some of this mental health language into what you're speaking towards and, and kind of moving forward to not only just speak to, uh, uh, women in business, but to speak to the mental health aspect. Uh, mm-hmm. is, is that something that's still part of your mission? And, and well, how does that look like? What does that look like for you guys? So it's been interesting. One thing I, d- I don't think we never, we never really set out to make a big deal of was mm-hmm. just our personal struggle with life. <laughs> right. um, and Emily and I, between what happened as a child and like our own set of issues have Mm. been in and out of therapy at least a decade at least Mm -hmm. um and what kind of like added to that was um i was in a car accident a couple years ago Mm -hmm. and ended up with a traumatic brain injury and after that there was just this aspect of taking care of yourself on a much deeper level that we hadn't ever really talked about publicly, like in our brand. Um, And so it's not just mental health, like, although that's a massive part of it, it's, 
eating better. It's having more time for yourself, meditating, exercise, all of it. And, um, Emily and I have been way more intentional with not only sharing those aspects of our life, but making sure it's clear to other people how much of a priority it is for us to not work all the time Mm -hmm. and for us to continue to develop other parts of ourselves to be better. And because of all of that, it's been interesting. I've, I've seen a lot of people join our community that I didn't anticipate that, that have either their own struggle with depression or are suffering from some sort of chronic illness. And they all of a sudden felt like they had a community there to support and love Mm -hmm. on them. Well, Mm -hmm. and we, from the very beginning, you know, and Abby and I have talked about this before, but Mm -hmm. one thing that we had really in common when we first met is that we were in by no way, shape or form part of the cool club in high school or (laughs) college or, and then starting our own online businesses. We, when we were starting out individually, it still felt like, oh man, is there just the secret corner of the internet that we just keep not getting invited to? And it, and it felt that way for so long. And so when we partnered up, we were like, well, fuck it. Like, let's make our own corner then for anyone Mm -hmm. who feels like, left out and not understood and like they do business weird or they do business from bed because they have to, or whatever the reason is like, I want them to feel at home within our space and I want them to feel safe there. And I think because that has been, whether spoken about or not, that has just been a subconscious theme into how we welcome people in and what we talk about and how we you know, even interact with our own audience that that kind of word gets around. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, life, life happens, life keeps happening. You know, I think we get caught up in the rah, rah, hustle, hustle of Mm -mm. building a business and it's really easy to feel even though like, especially when you're on the outside in before you start to get involved in communities, I've felt like this for a long time. Whereas before I started connecting with the right people, the right support group, Mm -hmm. the right uh, versions of entrepreneurs, um, I've just felt broken most of my life. Mm -hmm. I've, I have cyclothymia, which is a low grade bipolar disorder. Um, I'm also a a (laughs) really in depth and intense introvert Mm -hmm. um, with spikes of fun. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. for the most part, I'm a pretty serious introvert type. And uh, all of that has been, and I like to challenge people and ask questions. So all of that comes with the natural aversion to people. And it becomes a major challenge when you're trying to get involved in business, because even if you do get a job, you can't always be open about what it is you're going through in life because you could be jeopardizing your job. Right. So Mm -hmm. what's been great about establishing these communities and you guys have been like the quintessential Facebook community um, and community of women entrepreneurs is is just like this this feeling of of being able to be open and be vulnerable and practice that and really for me throughout my own personal journey on this podcast and through entrepreneurship and really only in the last year even though I've been doing this for 17 years uh over the last year I've really been open and comfortable with my vulnerability and things are just coming my way yes speak so, you know speaking to the power of being vulnerable and really being open because it allows you to to dive into those nuggets of your personality i mean i'm starting to preach here to the to the choir essentially but um you know uh, um so you know what i mean you talked about um kind of the the car accident and all of that stuff like are there other elements of your past that you kind of want to bring in and be open about or is it more about 
today and taking time to yourself and talking about the self-care and all of that that you want to be more transparent about? Well, I definitely think we've, I mean, if you go listen to our podcast, you can find episodes of, you know, my story with both my parents on disability and Mm -hmm. Emily's story growing up on food stamps and Mm -hmm. the lack of money in both of our lives and what that's kind of done to our psyche and our mindset. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think it's all just building on each other. I imagine it'll end up all in a book sometime or another, but it just hasn't come to fruition yet. And I know Mm -hmm. for me, I just haven't been able to share my full story yet and Mm -hmm. part of that because I can't and part of it because I'm not ready to and so um I think everyone has a time to like give fully of themselves and if Mm -hmm. you're not there yet that doesn't mean you can't share snippets or in the moment little things that happen and I definitely think like there's a there's all of that that we've brought up from you know that's happened decades ago or when Mm -hmm. we were younger that I definitely think, you know, help shape who you are and why we make the decisions we make today that are definitely worth talking about. But I'm a strong advocate in bringing up some of the underlying conversations that people don't normally have in an everyday typical conversation. So for instance, like, I feel like there's a wave of communication and it's not new. It's been going on for a long time but especially in the online world of, you know, the buzzword of, of self-care, right? Right. Wake up, meditate, go exercise, eat right, do whole 30, do all of these things. Right. And that is great for so many people, but it's also not great for so many people. And so we did an episode on our podcast where we talked about, you know, Abby and I are mindful of our, obviously of our bodies and taking care of them and being healthy. And I shared my journey of starting to work out But within that journey, I also shared that I had to be very careful about the type of workouts I was doing, how often I was going, and what type of paying attention to my food that I could allow myself to do because I struggled with eating disorders as a young adult. Mm -hmm. And it's very, very easy for me to go back down those unhealthy, really, really controlling ways of thinking. And so I think sharing an everyday story of self-care and working out and eating great, but with the reality of, yeah, but I also have to deal with this can relate Mm -hmm. to so many more people (laughs) than not. Well, and even context is important. Yeah. Yeah. Little things like, you know, if people follow me, like you'll find I'm sharing new recipes and I'm eating a lot of vegetables and all this stuff. And I almost hesitated because I bought, God forbid, a box of Pillsbury Funfetti yesterday. Yum. <laughs> and it's fu- it's fucking delicious. Yeah. <laughs> but I was almost hesitant to even show it on Instagram because I was uh, like, what if somebody says something about they know that I'm trying to lose weight and they know I'm right. trying to work on these things. What and the I'm fuck like, are you doing, Abby? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but I'm also like, you know what? Life happens mm-hmm. and I wanted to celebrate the fact we've been in our house for five years and, yeah. you know, fuck the diet for a day. Mm-hmm. Like, and so I'm not perfect. And so if I can show just a sample of not being perfect, then I'm doing my job. 
that that is an amazing way to put it and that is such like a you know that's such a, a very common example of like you know a lot of people dealing with dietary uh, changes in their lives or uh, and feeling like they need to go to one extreme or the other to change right the same thing when it comes to like mindset or trying to build a business they feel like they need to never sleep and you know only get four hours of sleep and start to emulate other people who have the physical or mental capacity to do you know one percent things that lead to exhaustion you know versus like you know the the example that i bring up similar to what you were talking about emily is just like i can't push myself physically or mentally too much too fast i know i'm capable of it i do a ton of things i'm a multimedia designer i do so much and someone people look at me and they're just like you do a ton of things i'm like yes but i also have hypomania <laughs> so right. you know that that is not exactly the the gift that you want right. <laughs> so, right. you know it, it's a, it's an absolute challenge so that that is the the balance there right of showing the realities based in context yes yes yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and that's why from the very beginning, and sometimes this pisses people off because they go down this whole route of, you know, comparisonitis and all of the things. But mm -hmm. um, Abby looked at it a little bit differently than I did in the very beginning. But in our business, um, I am adamantly against working nights and weekends. I will mm -hmm. not do it. I don't yeah. want to do it. I don't care that a Monday is just like any other day for me because I work for myself. Yeah. I do not want to work nights and weekends. And I refuse to set up a business that requires me to do that. Mm -hmm. And yet we have made over half a million dollars. And so it's right. like this, you know, this year. So like, uh, growing our business from, you know, six figures and multiple six figures to growing and growing and growing. I share that reality in the sense of when, you do make smarter or more strategic business decisions, pay attention to the right things, you can still have rapid growth without that constant hustle. And so I think like whether people get annoyed by hearing that or not, is I'm whatever, because <laughs> I don't want people to look at the fast growth of our business and immediately assume that, oh, it's because we're working ourselves to death. Mm -hmm. And that I, so many people who deal with depression, anxiety, or anything will leave a regular job to create their own business so they can be their own boss. So they don't have to have that controlling atmosphere to turn around and create the controlling atmosphere that they got away from. Mm -hmm. And whether it's they're giving that power to their clients or their audience or their inbox or whatever it may be, it, it all comes from the same place. But I we want to show within the success and progression of our own business that that does not absolutely have to be a reality. And I think that's the beauty of, of having a community like yours and all of the teachings that you guys have is because I, I find that uh, in other conversations that I've had in other groups and such also that I, I notice a pattern of people starting a business and you really, a lot of the times you don't have anything to go by, but starting to emulate at least a little bit looking at, you know, that some semblance of fake it till you make it, which I hate so much, but I know, right. Like, but a lot of people have to do that in order to figure out like something. Right. But then six months go by and things are not working and they're starting to realize that they have to figure out something that applies to them. You know, you have to, at some point, turn the gun on yourself. You have to face yourself at some point because whether it is that you're 
blaming external things or saying that the market doesn't want you what you what what you're selling or your product isn't working or anything like that you either way you have to assess what it is about your personality what you're bringing to the table and either set boundaries for yourself to allow yourself to um actually you know what let me let me set another example i always hear from like the, lately I've been hearing a lot of, because uh, I follow a lot of Gary Vee stuff. I'm that guy. And, um, <laughs> you know, uh, he, he brings this example of someone just, um, oh, damn it, I lost it. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll come back to it. Um, my brain just completely went Gary Vee makes me forget things too. I know. I just get so enamored and I'm just like, ah, oh, he's crazy, but like kind of amazing, but also really crazy in a bad way too sometimes. It, it's like all over the place. Um, but generally this idea that you have to turn the gun on yourself and face the reality of who you are right. to build a business, to build a personal brand, to build, you know, to, to attach your personal identity to something. And that sometimes means having to open up a little bit vulnerably, not all of the, the way, but you might have to find a way that depending on what your product is, what your service is to appeal to people. And um, I know for me, that's been an absolute challenge. Like I'm again, an introvert thinking type that is like, like very um, I have a ton of boundaries and that's been my challenge this year is like my boundaries are insane (laughs) but I'm also believing in them and standing by them and you know November is likely going to be my best month this year right so being able to do that is is going to be a challenge at first and you you feel like you're shutting people out or shutting people off but kind of being able to move into this new realm of like, okay, I can still build business, but it can be on my terms. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to look like corporate America or what I've experienced before. I can adapt and I can mold and I can make this thing my own. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. (laughs) Um, So I want to talk a little bit about like this summit that you guys have been working on, which I'm a part of. And um, Really excited and uh, absolutely flattered and honored to have been asked to be a part of this, which is also an expression of how this year has gone because uh, I feel like I've been kind of like under the radar and then, um, you know, you guys have noticed what I've been doing and other people have also noticed I've been on other shows and I'm going to be on Personality personality Hacker soon. I'm totally talking myself up right now. But <laughs> but the, uh, the idea here is that you guys are doing that for so many people. You're seeing talent, you're bringing them to the forefront, and that's what you're doing with this summit. So I'm really curious about like the process, like what made you start to think about doing this? And really it kind of lends to the credence of, you know, give, 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 you know, because you're giving to all of yeah. these, you're giving the stage to all of these entrepreneurs and giving them, you know, a piece of the pie, essentially. You're not taking everything, right? So it's like there's a lot going on the, uh, behind the scenes that I'm, I'm endlessly curious about. So uh, tell us a little bit about how this got started and um, how you picked the people, essentially, that you brought onto this. Yeah, so we really wanted to do this even a couple of years ago and sat on the idea for a while. Um, but we had an, a guest earlier this season on our podcast, The Strategy Hour, mm-hmm. and Kirsten Shearwood came on to talk about her summit. And it just like revived this love and this desire that we had been wanting to dive into this for a while. And so after that call, we talked to her about a little partnership. She has um, what's called the Modern Conference and essentially created a summit framework that has like 
all the plans and the spreadsheets and the things you need to get started right away. And so Mm -hmm. we started using that with the thought, how can we get this out there as quickly as possible? Picked a date and started inviting speakers within days, which sounds absolutely crazy. But (laughs) as far as how we picked them, I I think a lot of it was a little random, but we sat down and thought about what is our goal for the summit? What are we hoping people can accomplish by attending? And we thought about categories and specific topics that we really felt were important to cover. And then it was a matter of plugging and playing. Like, who do we know? Or even if we don't know, who can we ask that would know someone that really fits this market or fits this topic or fits this audience or whatever? Mm -hmm. And um, a bunch of the people we knew, but a bunch we didn't. And so we asked our Facebook group who they wanted to see there. We asked friends. um, We did a lot of creeping. A hundred percent. Lots of surfing, lots of checking out other people's websites, Mm -hmm. lots of like Emily and I having private unrecorded conversations about (laughs) who we wanted and why. Um, And that was a big part of it. Yeah, because I remember when we first started out, and it, I can't remember a specific instance, but I know there were times when we were offered to guest blog or get in front of someone's audience or given a shout out in someone's email or whatever it might be. And I remember how that how amazing that felt when we were just starting and how good it was to just hang out with other people and start to make connections with other speakers or writers mm-hmm. or attendees or whatever it may have been mm-hmm. and I remember like really enjoying being given that opportunity without being asked, well, how many people do you have on your email subscriber list or how big is your reach or how much right. have you made what's in it for whatever. me what's right. in it for me right and so mm-hmm. I, I, I know that at given any given point, like that's the kind of give back that we wanted to do. And I think that it's really cool to bring a nice mix of people who might be well-known faces and who, you know, are just going to rock your socks off and mm. some people to like completely be new and inspiring and eye opening. And I've really enjoyed getting to, you know, sometimes when we, when we got on the call to chat about what someone could talk about, it was the first time we were actually meeting them and mm-hmm. whether they had heard of us or not. Like, I think it was was really, really exciting to kind of even open up our own space of who we're learning from online and who we're following and who we're looking at. Right. And I think that's, that's important. Not only, I mean, it's a mutual relationship. And, and I think that's uh, it's such a good example of, of really what needs to continue to happen in business is this notion of giving without expectation. Yes. I think it's, I mean, I think it's good for business, but it's also good for life, right? Yes. <laughs> like in relationships with parents to children, et cetera, like, like their transactional relationships are, are crappy, right? And I think, yep. you know, I think it's nice to be able to help people with like, hey, maybe this will work out as something, which is fine. But at the same time, if you're saying, I'm going to do this if you do this for me uh-huh. is like, that's just such garbage. So I, I love the fact that you guys are so community focused, not only with the group, obviously there's a ton of free information just being in the group in itself. Yeah. But then when I, when I met you guys, like I was already exposed to you through Molly again, um, 
but uh, meeting you guys through our first call was just like, like fantastically obvious if it wasn't already obvious before as to why you're so successful is because you're incredibly personable. You're so good at what you do and you guys are just like on your game, which is why, again, I'm incredibly flattered for you to be on the show and to have been asked to be a part of it. So, and because of that, you know, I'm going to talk your praises every single place that I go. (laughs) Like that's the point. And I'm sure that's not like, I'm sure that was part of the goal, but like, there's no expectation of that. You know, it's like, I don't feel the pressure of that is no, really what no. I'm trying to get to. We, when, when we first started the summit, but when we also first started our, our business and we've talked about this numerous times that we strongly believe in the philosophy of give, 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 give some more, give again, give some more, and then you will get, and you will get like bananas when you treat right every single thing that you do in your business that way. And it seems counterintuitive time and time again. And there have time been times where we've strayed from that philosophy and it's bit us in the butt. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was a really good reminder to just also kind of reset, Hey, why are we even doing this? And for what purpose? Like let's for the, for the one sake of creating a very fun and actionable event, let's first and foremost, let's just do that. And the results that we have already gotten in the summit's not even here yet. Like mm-hmm. I, I can't even put into words how incredible it's been. Yeah, it's really, it really is amazing. So, I mean, let's might as well take the time to promote this thing. If you guys haven't signed up, go to bit.ly slash summit and sign up like stat because yes. if you do not do it now, like it's absolutely free if you want to watch it live between November 9th, 6th to 9th. But if you want access to this thing, till the mm-hmm. end of time, like mm-hmm. purchase the pre-party pass stat. Yes. And then the price is going to go up on November 6th to the ninth at the, at the door essentially. And then afterwards yep. for a few days, it's going to go up again. And uh, really you're just paying for your procrastination. So go do that now. So you can get like 40 plus speakers. There's just like um, so many amazing people during this thing um, that it's just, if you're even, if you're within that six month window that I was talking about uh-huh. where you're starting to get to this place where you're just like, I don't know how to make my business my own instead of trying to fake it, fake someone else's version of their business. Mm-hmm. Like this is the thing. There's branding, there's YouTube, there's marketing, there's money. There's all sorts of things being talked about. And uh, Dubsado is an amazing sponsor. So, Oh my God, um, I love them. <laughs> they're so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been interacting with them on Twitter too. So they're like super personable. Like they, Oh my God, like, they're the greatest human beings. They're so fantastic. So, I mean, even if you guys have never interacted with them either, like go mm-hmm. join Think Creative Collective, go talk to Dubsado, get yep. involved in this thing, like all of this stuff. And another thing that can kind of transition here is like, all of this stuff is more accessible to you than you think it is. Yes. Uh, yeah. a, a, you yes. know, and a, a part of that for me has been, um, you know, I, I, I've had um, um, episodes recently. I had one called Starstruck, where it's kind of living in this, talking about living in this place of, of, of personal accountability mixed with, you know, not, not, not letting your ego inflate and also not getting so, so deflating in yourself that you're looking at other people and putting them on a pedestal in a way that is completely unreachable. Because yep. People are people, right? And it doesn't, it's not a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's a total neutral ground thing. It's totally like, you know, I, I, Abigail and Emily are amazing and I've been able to talk to them and this is great. And I have their attention on this podcast. Like (laughs) that's incredible. And then I just uh, booked a thing with personality hacker, which is going to be in a few weeks and they are amazing, right? I'm going to be doing um, an interview 
I'm good. They're going to be interviewing me as their resident INTP essentially. So that's going to be pretty cool. I so, love that. Right. So, I mean, it's just because I was messaging them about stuff and like uh -huh. totally non-related things. And, um, you know, again, just kind of using this as not a way to talk myself up, but as an yeah. example of like, you, if you're just helping, 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 talking about things, helping people's message, making things relevant um, um, with your message and their message, like those paths cross. And, yep. you know, uh, 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 as, as opposed to what happens in Ghostbusters, good things happen when you cross the streams. So, <laughs> and like, I want that to also be a clear example of the domino effect of you guys just taking action on one thing, because mm -hmm. So like I can clearly trace back the steps of why we even asked you to be a part of our summit. And mm -hmm. I don't, I know Molly introduced you to our community. And so mm -hmm. that was like serendipitous, whatever, mm -hmm. but you got on inside that community and you could, you've made one of two decisions. You could have lurked and sat there and just like creeped on everyone and mm -hmm. like maybe learned a couple things, clicked over, maybe done even the worst thing you could do and like private message people and be like scammy and gross. Or you could make the decision to like reply to people's comments with helpful feedback. You could start mm -hmm. conversation threads that were actually non-salesy. You could show up to be noticed. And we say this time and time again, but I don't think people believe us. There's like mm -hmm. over 22,000 people in that group, but mm -hmm. very few of you are actually saying stuff on a consistent basis. So right. when you are one of those very few people, we, the admins of that group, notice you. And so right. that's exactly what happened with you. We saw you being super helpful. You were in line with our brand and our messaging. You were supportive. You were kind. And so we literally reached out because of that. Like mm -hmm. I didn't even honestly know what you could provide in our summit, but I knew you could do something. Right. And so I knew it was coming from a place of sincerity and you were actually wanting to be helpful. And so we reached out for the summit. You said yes and other things. And so we just talked about this in an episode we did on our podcast about the behind the scenes of the summit. Mm -hmm. It was a very similar thing. We had a meeting with one of our um, partners that we work with now. It's a big, big company. Someone flew down to have a conversation with us about how they could better our relationship with their company, mm -hmm. be a better affiliate, help us succeed, help you know us serve our audience. And it was because of the confidence we got from that meeting that we were able to be confident enough to set the packages we had for our sponsors for this summit, which enabled us to land big sponsors within a week of announcing our summit. So Fantastic. like, it's this weird domino effect of like, you just have to do one thing to mm -hmm. get enough confidence to do the next thing that's going right. to roll into another thing. Right. Yeah. To take those baby steps, you know, and, and they turn into big steps. It's really amazing to not only hear that process and I'm incredibly flattered by all the nice things, by the way, thank you. Um, <laughs> But I also take, you know, I also, you know, I take those things like I take the compliment and also realize that, you know, I can take pride in the fact that, yeah, I did that deliberately. I made right. that happen. Right. You know, and it, there's nothing yes. wrong with that. You right. know, it's, it's a part of the process. That's part of like you can have, you know, it's, and it is an art form in itself to have this deliberate process of like, you know, that you're helping people with, yes, an eventual potential end goal of a business partnership and making money and all of that stuff. But I think a lot of people, and I see it in the group all the time, I see it in all sorts of groups all the time, um, are trying to take shortcuts. And yes. they're being way and too... And you can smell it from a mile away. Right. PM me, bro. Like, oh. no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> nah, bro. Right. I don't, no I don't... 
I don't accept friend requests. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I feel lucky that I'm at a place where I can like, I can turn down friend requests because I feel like right? that was the like, moment I felt like I made it too. Right. I, like, nah. <laughs> I, I feel super cool all of a sudden, which, which is funny because like I was the same when I was in, in school. I was like total nerd. Like nobody wants anything to do with me. Nope. And now everyone wants my attention. Everyone they want my free information. They want to trick me into giving them like personal attention. And I'm like, Hey, look, the information's free. The work is not like, Mm -hmm. I'm happy to help whatever I can, but like for me to organize it and display it and give you the time and give you the information, that is my time that I'm sacrificing for you. And who the fuck are you? (laughs) Yes. Yes. I say that at least once a week to a lot of people. Who the fuck are you? (laughs) (laughs) And you know, I think it's important to know that like, you know, I, I think it's really, it's a tricky balance, right? Because like we talk about this stuff and like I'm sure someone's listening and they're just like, oh, they're fucking being elitist. And I'm like, no, we fucking <laughs> earn this, right? Yes. Again, who the fuck is you? Exactly. So. Well, I, and I'm sorry, but like I, I'm going to go off on a, like a 10 second tangent. Uh-huh. We have like 600 free blog posts available, almost 300 podcasts available, freebies out the wazoo, a free program in our academy. Like there is so much you could milk out of us for free and mm-hmm. learn and use it and put it into action where you could actually see results. But because you're wanting to like skirt the process and get it for free firsthand, guess what? That means you're not going to do anything with even the stuff that I'm going to try to give you for free that you're trying to steal from me. Because like if you're too lazy to even Google and use stuff from a blog or podcast to your benefit, then nah, pass, go. There's so much free information out there in the world. There's so much that you guys offer on, on its own. That is absolutely incredible. There's so much in the summit that is going to be absolutely incredible. There is so much on Google and YouTube and everywhere that the reason that the show is not just mental health, but it is also about mindset is because sometimes the paths cross. Sometimes Mm -hmm. someone will use mental health as an excuse to not take action and Uh which is, which is sad and frustrating. And people. Great. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) We're the point is that like, we're all dealing with some semblance of shit. Yeah, like we've uh-huh. got something going on. And I think that is another important aspect of the transparent Dude, conversation. Just right. so you realize, I, I, ha, I have a tendency to think I live in a bubble where mm-hmm. my shit is the only shit going down. Right. Uh, I, I messaged mm, maybe 20, 30 people the other day. And I was just like trying to be a good person and like interact with um, old customers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Reached out, come to find out, um, one person is literally not living in their house because they were displaced from the hurricane weeks mm-hmm. ago. Wow. I was like, oh, okay. And then another person was like, yeah, I was just diagnosed with cancer. And I was like, oh shit. Okay. Huh. Like, like I, I know I'm saying this nonchalantly, but like mm-hmm. we just tend to make our lives seem like the absolute worst thing that could be happening. And it's like, mm-hmm. I could have this disease that's literally killing me from the inside out. I could not be living in my home. I could not have a roof over my head. I could not have enough food. Like there's so many things that could be worse. And yet we feel so sorry for ourselves. And I'm not saying that sometimes that struggle isn't real because trust, I know that mm-hmm. like it can feel irrational and that doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. But 
we just have to let go a little bit and like Mm -hmm. if we can spend more time being grateful and less time feeling sorry for ourselves i think the world would be a better place there was something i posted the other day that was basically saying do you know how many problems you have to not have to create all of the problems that you think you have (laughs) right like essentially like we are manufacturing so many little things like we all do it i do it all the time there are still little things that i'm like i have to stop and say like you know what the possibility of my existence is minute incredibly minute so i need to stop i need to start from that even and and that kind of lends to a little bit more of the sensitive aspect of the mental health conversation like because i've come near death quite a few times. I've, I've been suicidal quite a bit in my life, but I've been able to transition that feeling into taking the most reduced, very simple aspect of gratitude of even being grateful for the fact that I've had the possibility to exist. Like that in itself is incredible. And from yeah. there, you can start to take the control of your life and start to actually do things with that. that yep. That's like an incredible nugget there. I think it's, it's the hardest lesson to learn. And I think the one that, that lends itself to the most daily practice for me, and it's been a journey that I've been on uh, all my life, but really intentionally this year is truly not fakingly, but truly Mm -hmm. how to be happy right now today. Mm-hmm. not when something else changes, not when we have a different house, not when the weather's nicer, not when we're making more money, not when whatever, but right. like right now today, how can I find the most happiness out of right now? And it's right. so hard, but it is, it has, when I'm very intentional about it and really starting to like get super aggravated about whatever circumstance I want to bitch about today, which is often, I am a complainer. <laughs> uh, I, I really have to remind myself and just take a step back. And, and I have to kind of like, this is going to sound really douchey, but I have to get past the like, oh, I'm thankful of having a roof over my head. Like, okay, yes. Like uh, enough of us are in the, if you're listening to this right now, you probably have a roof over your head. So like mm-hmm. I have to, for my personal self, get out of the the like, I have coffee in my hand and I'm excited that I have a cell phone and like all of the kind of bullshit things, right. but like getting deeper than, than that. Well, and not only that, but like going back to the, what makes you happy thing. Yeah. I think like, what is that? You have to <laughs> practice be doing it frequently. Right. And so I have been very aware that people as much as they can be good, they have a tendency to drive me crazy. (laughs) So Uh I decided that I would prefer spending more time with dogs and less time with people. And instead of like that sounding like this weird thing, it means I started volunteering at a shelter Uh and I love it. And I'm happier because of it. Good. And like, if you can identify what those things are for you, like, if you need to go pet puppies, go pet puppies. Like, mm-hmm. Right. And it's an example of a thing that you're making happen as opposed to relying on something happening to you. Exactly. Right. Like w- I could sit like, on my butt and mope or like bitch about someone or something that's going on in my business, or mm-hmm. I could just go walk a dog that doesn't have a home. Like, 
Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's kind of like finding a neutral ground where I'm taking responsibility of both the negative and the positive, mm-hmm. right? If there are bad things that I have to complain about, I have to find ways to mitigate that so it doesn't affect me. And if yep. there are good things happening, I also need to, you know, say say thank you and be appreciative of those oh, things, yeah. of course, but also just not let those things affect me in a way that's going to affect my bottom line. Like I still am the one that in control. I'm not relying on that cup of coffee to make me happy. I'm not relying on likes and shares and all of the numbers to make me happy. I'm relying on me and my process and the things that I love to do, the people that I want to connect with, the boundaries that I set, the connections that I make, all of that stuff, the things that I do every single day, every day in and day out, good or bad, it is my responsibility to make sure that I'm living the best life that I can. Yep. Live your best life. God. Live it. Hashtag <laughs> bless. bless. <laughs> I think it's a good place to wrap up. Um, thank you girls, ladies, women. Um, yes. Sorry. I felt that like that was a little insensitive. <laughs> That's okay. I will take all of, all of the names. You could it's call fine. me babe and I wouldn't really care. Yeah. All right, bro. Um, so <laughs> thank you both for being here. This has been a lot of fun. I, you know, I love that when this show gets to the point where everybody gets loose and we just start talking shit, it's fantastic. Yes. So um, everyone knows that we are just trying to help people be their best selves. We're doing it for ourselves. And that's the point. Like we're sharing what we're doing for ourselves. And I love that you guys are on basically a similar journey to me in that mindset space. Um, and bring so much to that conversation. And I'm excited to see how that manifests a little bit more as you continue to go through Think Creative Collective. And, you know, be sure to sign up for this summit and go to Think Creative Collective. Is there anywhere specific you guys want them to go for, uh, for anything that you guys are doing? I, mean, I say just join our community for sure. ThinkCreativeCollective.com slash community. And then since you clearly enjoy listening to podcasts, go find us on the Strategy Hour on iTunes, or you can search ThinkCreativeCollective.com for our podcast and you can, find, you can listen to every episode online as well. Yes. And if you guys hear this episode and you're in the group, say something that resonated yes. with you about this episode and tag all three of us. And I would love to hear it and, uh, and it. connect with you guys. So thank you both again for being on the show. This was a ton of fun and I hope thank we can you do so it again. Thank you so much for having us. <laughs> all right. Um, yep. I'm pressing the button. We're wrapping up. I'm not good at goodbyes. So we'll just- okay, bye. Bye. Okay, bye. Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to Dopamine and providing your support for this show. I really, really appreciate it. If you really love this show, leave a review on iTunes and Stitcher to show some love for the podcast. You can also check out cnote.media to check out my work and my courses. But um, with that, we'll catch you next time. See you guys later.